The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. Previously, on a very good adventuring team. She says that yes, you could use this book against Chad in a way that the DM can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we stabbed you and then brought you back to life and then took your book and your wand. Feel really bad about that, but um, we really need to kill Chad. How are you doing? Hungry. I will go ahead and I will do my create food and I will plop some food down in front of them. Everybody's been murdering pretty liberally lately. I'll try to do better about the murders. (laughs) (laughs) But in the distance, you notice the first new thing that is in fact a massive wall and I would try to convince them otherwise that we belong here. And these two, um, are my prisoners. Oh no, you gotta sit down. We could put our hands behind our backs, I guess. I don't got any boys hole. Just to troll with no boys. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What did you say? This dude in the front is, uh, feeling probably pretty satisfied with what you guys have got. And him and his little gang of dudes scoot off to the side of the road. Right in the monster balls. Is he wearing a helmet? Uh, he is not wearing a helmet. Hey, pay no mind. You're a prisoner. Swallow my pride. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the... <laughs> hey there, folks. Just a quick reminder from the last episode. What we're doing right now is playing out the encounter at the wall as though the gang had attacked rather than work their way through this peacefully. This isn't an official canon adventure, it's just sort of a what-if scenario, because sometimes it's fun to figure out what would have happened. We'll be back to the regular adventure soon. Fifteen is going to miss you. Goblin number one. Oops. Cocked die. It's going to be 15 is also a mess. I'm going to kill some of these wiener nuts just for the fact that I'm waiting, sick of waiting for my turn. There's a lot of wiener nuts to uh, be ahead of you. I sh- there's like, I think in theory there are ways that you can do group damage mm-hmm. and group shit like that. I just... You do like weird fast forwarding things like... And you attack... Nothing, nothing, well, it's like if you've got, if you've got like eight dudes attacking and they do uh, like 1d6 plus two, you can roll like some sort of aggregate attack roll and assume that like, okay, like four of them hit or something like yeah. that. And then you just roll 4d6 mm-hmm. for the damage. There's ways of doing it that I just don't know what they are off the top of my head. So. No, that's fine. I guess that was a passive... PC dick move to say. Sorry about that. I mean, I I enjoy what you do and everything. So <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was like oh, I'm sick of waiting for my turn. God damn. But no, I mean, no, it's, it was just kind of a funny way of putting it. No, no. I mean, I appreciate what you do, man. It's, yeah, it's just saying. It's, I'm not saying that you're doing it well. I just I, I appreciate what you're doing. 
All right, bunch of hobgoblins just kind of shuffled forward and uh, sort of blocked off the row there. And then uh, Roscoe, it is over to you. <laughs> are you waving a fart around or what are you doing? Yeah, while like Roscoe's biting his brains out, I'm silently gassing myself out over here. It sucks. Trying, but... Do you think we've had more than a hundred farts tonight? I think we've had over a hundred individual farts. Like, and even counting like the, the machine gun blasts as one, I think we've farted over a hundred times tonight. I, uh, I don't know if it's a hundred. Maybe 50? I'm gonna yell out to all these monsters. Kneel before me and your lives will be spared. <laughs> <laughs> there is no roll on that that could succeed. <laughs> Oh, shit. No matter how badass you may be, there are three of you and, like, almost 30 of them. I love we come back to this combat, we're still trying to persuade them, we're not trying to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) What if I just had you guys talk your way out of it now and you just roll past it again? Let's get to killing. (laughs) Let's go all stabby-stab on this first orc. All right, stabby-stab. Oh, boy. Here I go killing again. And uh, I will say that a lot of these creatures, by the way, are relatively uh, low so far as hit points and health and whatnot go. So, like, probably do your two attacks individually. 17, 28. Uh, Both of those are hits. We are going to give this orc both of the daggers because we'll see what he's got for hit points. 16 total damage. Uh, 16 total damage is enough to kill this orc. Orc number two has been removed from combat. And I have no further actions that I wish to take. One down, 29-ish to go. Kolvik, over to you. I'm going to run ahead of me and to the left of Roscoe and in front of Melvin, and I'm going to cast Guardian of Faith. Okay. And I'm... Guardian of Steve. Oh, man. I wish I had that artwork in here. Yeah, same. That would have been awesome, right? Yeah, I'm going to make sure I've got that for next time. The fucking You guys all saw the Guardian of Steve artwork, right? Yeah, that was awesome. That was amazing. That's going to be in here, and anytime you cast that, that's what's coming out. Is that guy? Uh, for now, Guardian all of Steve right. gets to be Pooping Dog. But <laughs> I'm going to cast him as Guardian of Steve the Orc Hunter. Where would you like to place him? And I would actually like to place him in front, just straight in front of me at this point. Yep. So we're going to have a, uh, let me just make sure about the... Pooping dog the catch-all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Top hat pooping dog. <laughs> Ten feet of me. I'm actually, um... You want him a couple feet over? No, uh, I was going to have him north of me, please. Or west of me. Which one? Uh, Guardian the Pooping Dog, Steve. I mean, where, where do you actually want him? I want him uh, north of me from what we're looking. Just one square? Yes, please. Sure. Yep. I would like him right there, and anybody in a 10-foot radius that moves within that square will get that damage. Cool. Mm-hmm. Guardian of Steve. Bow. I really yeah, enjoy yeah. that song, but have you ever actually tried to just sit and listen, like, in your car, stuck in rush hour, to, like... 18 minutes of Benny and the Jets. Benny! Like, Benny! <laughs> it just Benny keeps going. Steve! the Orc Hunter! No, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. I but mean, now I a... have to make a damn remake of that song. So oh, yeah, that, yeah. So I kind of forced make, your hand Yeah, there. it makes sense of that. The traffic on the way here was such that I was able to listen to all of Led Zeppelin 1, 2, and 3. Oh! That's insane. Wow. Man. Traffic should never be that bad. No. No, 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 no. That's the problem with the government. <laughs> government. Traffic bad. Government don't Go- fix that. Government government traffic getting real bad. You want your health care run like the highways? <laughs> <laughs> Is Guardian of Faith a, a full action, by the way? Um, let me just uh, check on that quick. And if I didn't have mentioned it, I would recommend getting the cards of spells because these are awesome resources. That's awesome. It's just one action. So if I need to, I can do a bonus action. But mm-hmm. um, no, it's pooping dog. I will try to make a big old huge fart right where I am, so everybody smells it. All right, fart made. <laughs> Success. 
four hobgoblin captains having moved. A big-ass combat like this is kind of a pain in the ass because it is a lot of things to scoot and move and all the rest of that shit. Where did you get that pooping dog? I'll just <laughs> Google that. <laughs> I... You've never Googled pooping top hat dog before? Oh, I said poopy dog in top hat. I'll try pooping top hat dog. But... I don't know. I've been using that one for a while. See if we can find a dog in a beret of pooping. Well, I would like that one. And we'll go from there. I cannot find that dog. Are you looking for that specific dog? Yep. For reference, but, uh... The orc war chief swings his mighty legs over the wall and lands 30 feet down in the hero stance and stands up looking fierce AF. But that's all he can do on his turn. Uh, then we've got the Eye of Groomsh. And what that first one is going to do is he is going to cast a little spell I like to call Silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. As all of you are standing there and the first eye of Groomsh casts this spell, all of a sudden, within the area all around you, everything goes completely silent. For the spell of silence, no sound can be created within or pass through a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. Any creature or object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage, and creatures are de deafened while entirely inside of it. Casting a spell that includes a verbal component is impossible there. So that's what the first one does. And then the second <laughs> one does the same thing, except in a slightly different spot. Then the third one does the same thing in a slightly different spot. And then the fourth one does the same thing in a slightly different spot, creating a fairly large, entirely silenced area. So can we tell from here which ones are doing that? Uh, yes, you can tell that that was, um, well, hmm. I guess it's a two-prong. Can we tell who's doing that, and can we tell which area is being affected? Like, can we go in that little spot that's not affected? Probably not. We. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to, like, that, that entire center area is covered, even though there's, like, a little weird, like, Venn diagram all, okay. hall there. Gotcha. But if you went to, but you, well, so that spot is within the silence, but if you get to any of the other spaces that are, like, at the edge of it, yeah. you would be outside of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a big old area of silence, and I would say that you wouldn't necessarily normally be able to tell where these areas of silence are, um, but you can hear it as soon as you get outside of it, so I'm fine with representing it on the map for you guys. And yeah, then it's over to Melvin. All right. Well, that was a pretty long round for the monsters. Start killing a bunch of them, it'll shorten up pretty quick. Oh, and there's actually still the bugbears that haven't even gone yet. Fuck you, bugbears. Fucking bugbears, am I right? Fucking bugbears. So... Uh, I'm looking to cast reverse gravity, but the first thing I'm going to have to do is find, I realize I'm silenced right now. Everything's very quiet, so I'm going to have to... We can realize this, right? Yes. You definitely can't hear shit right now. No sound can be created within this sphere. Right. So, I know I have to get out of this sphere or this area of effect, so I think I'm just going to keep backing up until I'm out of it. Okay. I'm going to back up, back up. I think if you back up to that square, it's essentially at the edge of the map because you are not wholly, you are not entirely inside of it. That gives you a space that you can be outside of it. So, could we leave the map as well? Uh, typically, with the way that I call this is if you leave the battle map, you have, like, run away from combat. Okay, so you can't do any... Yeah, it's interesting. I've never thought of that. How does that work as a player? Like, if you leave combat? Um, it just, like, effectively means that you successfully ran away. Okay. Brave, brave Sir Robin. 
I mean, there's I, only so much that can be represented on these maps before the mm -hmm. computer stops fucking running, so... Or okay. even on, like, a so physical battle map. possibly run away and maybe things can follow us, but it would just kind of resume out of combat. You're like, man, that was a close one kind of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm just kind of thinking of that. It, you know, that. so I, I deal with it on, like, a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah. If you... If you're at the edge of the map, like five feet away from it, and there's an enemy like right there within melee range, and you're like, well, I walk backwards 10 feet and escape combat. I'm like, mm -hmm. eh, no, you don't. Um, we just kind of play it by ear then and just kind of like move everybody over or something like that. Yeah. Um, but this is like a pretty big map and I don't mm -hmm. know. We'll deal with it if it comes to it. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of all the time I play, I've never thought of going outside the scope of map kind of. Yeah. So, I want to cast Reverse Gravity, and that has a 50-foot radius, 100-foot high cylinder. Okay. So, a 50-foot uh, wide radius is, like, fucking huge. Yeah, that's essentially, if I look at the drawing tool here, uh, that is all of the space, essentially, between where you are now and where this wall is. Right. So, base. I want to. <laughs> so the range on this is 100 feet. So, I want to cast it in such a way where it's going to capture pretty much everything in front of us, but definitely everything behind, uh, behind those enemies as well. All the guys on the wall. I want to throw all these motherfuckers in the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. We need to make... Let me draw a circle. I'm going to draw it with red. Good. Good. I have to make a circle that is big enough to fill the space in the wall there. That looks fairly even. Oh, and shit. So are you trying to... Are you trying to catch... Because you won't be able to get everybody. So are you trying to catch the people on the opposite side of the wall or the people closer to you? Uh... Probably the people closest to us. So if they're behind the wall, then, you know, that'll be fine. In fact, if I cover the... So the, the way... How do I, how are they crossing the wall? Is there a, an entrance or an opening in the wall that we that they go through? Yeah, so there is a... There's a like a 30-foot tall wall with like a 15-foot archway that spans the 20 feet of the road. Okay. So what I'd like to cover is... Um, you know, a little bit more towards the wall, but definitely capture that entryway and potentially those stairs too. So if anybody tries to get up on top of the stairs and on top of the wall, like yay, yeah, but still not capturing us. If you can see what I mean on the left. There. Oh, you wanted to get it so it's not hitting your own dudes. Yeah, that's exactly. yeah, I got that. Um, you don't want to hurt a less under there. <laughs> oh, but that's right. pretty close. I mean, I guess like right there. Uh, is, if, does it, would you say it hit those two assholes down on the bottom left there? Yeah, that looks pretty solid right there. Okay. Yeah, that essentially, so that'll get almost everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Invincible. Invincible. <laughs> okay, so all of the individuals within that group are now flying upwards in their <laughs> wow. cone of reverse gravity. Uh, wow. The exceptions I am going to make to that... Wow. <sighs> tight. I'm going to give... give I'm going to give the hobgoblin captains... Oh, no. <laughs> so... Don't say that. The top hobgoblin captain, the northernmost one is able to get, uh, like, basically he's able to get underneath that archway. So he's, he's like, standing vertically or upside down inside of the archway. He was able to get into it. The other three were not. And then we'll do the same thing for the two just regular hobgoblins. And both of the hobgoblins that are on the back side of the wall. So those guys are all essentially underneath now. Um, all the rest of them went up. So there is one goblin... One hobgoblin captain, one hobgoblin, and two bugbears that are more or less not affected by this. Everybody else is. So they're now a hundred feet up in the air. <laughs> wow. Good. 
<laughs> Good. Oh. <laughs> just caught the whiff to that one wow it's not great <laughs> tip of the hat to you sir <laughs> well done yeah top of the anus, <laughs> top of the anus <laughs> uh, Melvin anything else you'd like to do on your turn um no I think uh, I'm good alright so what do we got here Bugbear number one is right at the edge of this thing and well, really can't really can't find a way through the anti-gravity. So it's just going to kind of get to about that spot. But he, he doesn't know that there's an anti-gravity field there, does he? I mean, he would have seen everybody starting to rise up. <laughs> and, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he would have cautiously approached and like felt that and then backed up well actually let me give him a let's get a little perception going here well, maybe that guy fails <laughs> <laughs> and the second guy finds it though so the first bugbear <laughs> first bugbear to act is going to get up into that anti-gravity and start floating up <laughs> the other guy sees that shit happening <laughs> he's going to back away <laughs> That would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Watch somebody step into it rather than <laughs> be in it. <laughs> I must say, this is one of my better spell selections. It's a pretty goddamn effective one, yeah. man. It wouldn't be like super great if you were in a dungeon or a castle, but like Out we've here, done a yeah. lot of outdoor stuff. Oh, yeah. It is a fine selection. Uh, okay, so we move over to orc number six. Where are you, orc number six? It is crazy, too, that they all go to the top of it. Like, like <laughs> in six seconds, you fall 100 feet. I mean, I guess it's just like falling the opposite way. So however long it takes them to fall 100 feet. Mm-hmm. Terminal velocity. Does it like shoot them above the cylinder and then they like fall back into the cylinder? Yeah, I would kind of then... imagine there was that like stabilizing. <laughs> Woo! All right, so... The first orc that is going to go here is not really able to move specifically. Uh, but the way that I'm going to do this is, like, they know you're the wizard. And they know that this effect is caused by a wizard. So they are going to make their attacks against you. But they're going to do it with disadvantage. So these... So who's attacking me? Well, starting right now with the orcs. Like the ones that are floating in air? Yep. That are 100 feet away from me? Yep. Sure. They're going to huck spears at you. <laughs> or uh, javelins in this case. I should stick my butt into the field and you should hit me with the Ray of Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was like a tornado spell you could cast too and just mix that all up like a big blender. <laughs> they would be so mad up there. <laughs> what is this poop? <laughs> Dishonorable. <laughs> so they have a javelin. It is plus five to hit. What's the range on a javelin? Wow. Uh, well, in this case, all they're really doing is like throwing it sort of outside of the anti gravity and then letting it descend upon you, but they can throw them up to 120 feet. Ooh. Ooh. And everything in that red circle is the gravity, correct? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, so really they've got like Wow I'm Trying to think of what that math would be There are the ones that are like The ones that are sort of on the left half of the map Will be able to throw or shoot their bow and arrow far enough to reach you uh, The goblins in particular, their short bows can go like 320 feet I want to say So those guys will all be able to make an attempt at you with disadvantage uh, The ones on the right half basically the closest to the wall ones like they can't get anywhere near you uh so let's start it up with orc number six rolling with disadvantage to hit melvin and if they do hit yeah so that's uh one of those is a 24 and that spear that javelin rather is a 1d6 plus three so that's going to be five damage i'll uh, use my shit of it I'll use my illusory self ability. Nice. So that's an automatic miss. Basically what they're trying to do is not necessarily damage you, but to knock your concentration. Because when you take damage, 
thing that happens. There's a save, essentially, you're going to have to make for concentration. It's not going to work well for them to break your concentration. They don't know that. What does the anti-grab field hold as long as your concentration does? And as soon as it's gone, they drop. And the monsters come tumbling down. Uh, so whenever you take damage while you are concentrating on a spell, you must make a constitution saving throw to maintain your concentration. DC equals 10 or half the damage you take, whichever number is higher. So these will probably just end up being a DC 10. But we shall see if anybody else even can hit you, because disadvantage is harsh. Uh, number five, also not able to move. That's two misses. Number four, uh, that one is going to be a hit with a 23. So that'll be nine damage for you. Need you to make a, what did I say it was again? A concentration, or constitution? Yes, constitution. Uh, okay, so I'm rolling a d20 for constitution check. Yes. All right, and then... And it's a save, so if you have proficiency in that, make sure you add that. Proficiency... I had my proficiency bonus. If it's if you have proficiency in that saving throw. Oh, I do not. Not in okay. constitution. So you'll get a two to this roll. Plus two, I mean. Um, and what am I trying to... What's my goal? What am I trying to... Ten or above. Ten or above. Odds are in your favor. <laughs> are they, though? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, like 40% failure chance, something like that. I'm going to spend a luck point and roll an additional dice with my... 13. That'll do it. It's actually a 15. Oh, 15, yeah. But I probably would have rolled a 5. <laughs> Alright, so you do still take the 9 damage, but your concentration is maintained. We move on to orc number 3. Uh, that's going to be a 20. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's a... Uh, that's a miss. I forgot what the other one was. I did advantage instead of disadvantage on that one. Um, but the other one was like an 8. Uh, so orc number one. That guy's got a 23, so that one does hit you. These guys are rolling really fucking well, it's man. Chat. Uh, that'll be another nine damage. And then give me another constitution save. Spend another luck point. So that'll do it. More than good enough. 18. Okay, so now we've got goblin number 10. The only one outside of the field. Uh, at this point, he's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20 and get right up on you. So the only goblin that is on the ground and directly able to attack Melvin is going to run up and try and short sword you. Uh, that is going to be a 20. Not natural. Hit you. And he's going to do a total of 6 damage to you. Help. <laughs> <laughs> no one can hear you. <laughs> I'm outside of the thing. Oh, yeah, they're all inside. Yep. Uh, okay, so now we go to goblin number nine, who is hovering. Oh, and I'm sorry. Give me a constitution save on that real quick. Just got to beat a 10. Thank God we're invincible. That's my last point. Oh, that's a fail. No, that's enough to do it because you got plus two. Oh, plus two. Okay. So that is 12. That is enough to save. You maintain your concentration. Alright, goblin number nine is going to shoot a bow at you from up in the air. Uh, that is going to be a miss. Goblin number eight. I don't know why these are in reverse order, but they just are. Uh, that's actually going to be a hit with a 19 as the lower number. Uh, this will be four damage. Give me another save. And I'm out of luck points today, so that is a fail. Alright, so your concentration is broken. Here's the fun thing that happens. Ah. Everybody fucking drops. Uh, so let's see here. What did we say before? It was 6d10 or 10d6? 10d6, I think, is what it is. 1d6 bludgeoning damage for every 10 feet. Oof. Uh, so give me a roll of 10d6 for every one of these guys. Uh, we'll just do one big roll, uh. and it's on. It's going to kill almost all of them. Hopefully. How many do you got there? I have two. I think we need, think we need Roscoe's pool. Uh, Six. Six. A lot of D. Six. 
is a six thirty-three. Alright, so you just hear It's raining man. Hallelujah. Not a single goblin survived that because they have like seven hit points. So splatity splat, 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 splat. Those goblins all go down. Uh, the hobgoblins have 11 hit points. Uh, so those guys all go down. I'm sorry, what was the number again? 36? 36. Uh, the hobgoblin captains are super fucked up, but alive. Uh, doot, doot, doot. The Eye of Groomsh ones are all really fucked up, but still alive. But that is a saving throw that they would not possibly make. Well, let me just try. I'll do Yeah, that's not going to work for them. So all of the silences that were out there are all now gone. Because the same thing that happened to you now happened to them. Uh, the Orcs are all dead. Uh, so here's the funny part, is even as they were going down, that I feel like that Guardian of Faith would have been hacking away at them. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys are extra dead. Uh, this guy... The War Chief is damaged. Uh, this guy's dead. Probably should have just ceased concentration right away, I think. It was probably the better plan. That. So there were two guys that were hanging on underneath the like archway, and those guys are okay. There was the one dude that was back behind, uh, so he didn't have anything happen to him. All the goblins, except for number 10, are dead. All the hobgoblins are dead. Hobgoblin captains all made it. I have Groomshaw made it. Uh, Bugbear number 3 and 1 are still there. Four and two are dead. I would say overall, this was a fairly effective round for you. Hello there, VGAT fans. How's your Sunday morning? Are we the first thing you're listening to this week? Are you laying in bed or are you sitting on the floor sipping coffee? Where and whenever you are, I hope it's delightful. We got ourselves a new review to share with you folks. It's from our dear friend, rexpert83. Or maybe it's rexpert83? Anyway, it says, I've never so much as played a game, a set, a match, a season, what's the appropriate unit here, of D&D. But VGAT quickly leveled up from a guilty pleasure in my own headphones to the speakers heard all throughout the homestead. Come for the storyline, music, audio quality, character development, and humor. And stay, because you'll never guess what happens next. So, that was pretty delightful to see. Kinder, and I dare say, truer words have never been spoken. Thanks, friend. I'd like to propose in your honor that all future games of D&D be referred to as a hustle. So you can say, you've never once hustled D&D. And, you know, perhaps someday, you can look back and say, I used to hustle D&D all the time. Our deep thanks goes out to all of you who've left us a rating and a review at some point out there. It means so much to us when you're willing to take time out of your busy schedule in life to throw a little flattery our way. It's a kindness, and we're almighty grateful. In fact, we're grateful for everyone who has supported us throughout the lifetime of the show. You all know by now that we're doing this because we like doing it. None of us are going to get rich or quit our jobs. We just want to make a thing that makes people happy and do the best job we can of that. I mean... I don't think any of us are necessarily opposed to getting rich off of the show, like, hypothetically, if that were to happen. But, you know, here we all are in reality. Anyway, if you've downloaded an episode, if you've told a friend about us, if you've rated or reviewed us, or if you've donated through Kofi or Patreon, you are a supporter of the show, and we appreciate it. Keep on supporting, and we'll do our best to keep on doing what we're doing. That's all I have for this week, friends. Let us return now to the magical land of imagination. Alright man, you just reduced the battlefield by like two-thirds by failing to concentrate.
Now, when these guys fall, do they fall and land prone? Uh, I would suspect that they are prone, yes. So we can go ahead and uh, go ahead and tilt make that them. assumption. <laughs> yeah. Tilt them all on their side. Whoop! <laughs> Whoop! Whoop! I don't know why that's so funny. Uh, and I'm going to say even the guys that were under the archway that uh, hung on to that, they still fall prone. There's no way anybody's doing the, the hero landing from that high up. Okay. Um, so, what that effectively brings us to, because everybody that had turns in between is now dead, it is back to Roscoe's turn. I'm going to kill the guy by Melvin, or at least try it. <laughs> <laughs> How are we still laughing at farts after all of this time? It'll never not be funny. Because everyone's unique. <laughs> Everyone's a beautiful expression. <laughs> They're like snowflakes. <laughs> All right, you, so you're uh, you're going after uh, Goblin Number Ten here, the only one that survived this long. Sneak attack. Well, why not? Well, I rolled a seventeen and a twenty-three. Those are both hits, man. Twelve and five damage. You obliterate this guy more than enough damage. He is gone. There are no remaining goblins on the field. I'll scoot back up by Kolvik. Okay. Kolvik, it is, in fact, your turn. All right. Um, I could probably look back at this point and see Melvin's despair for health. Is that correct? Yeah, I feel like you've been watching him get hit, even if you couldn't have heard... Uh, bleh, even if you couldn't hear him before, uh, now you can... <laughs> You can I've hear a little whimper hit. from behind you. Ah, help! Help! <laughs> Kill me! No, I'm just not that bad. I'm going to do uh, a cure wounds for him at a higher level. And at this point, I mean, just seeing the battlefield just get devastated, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You, you guys are probably waiting and like, well, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not waiting, but there's probably like an inch of blood, like just standing right now. And I am going to do it at at the fourth level for that uh, cure wounds on Melvin here. Uh, yep, that is 16. 16 for uh, Melvin. Who would like to take that? That would be super mm-hmm. duper. That'd be super guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll go ahead and keep my place. I mean... Actually, no. I'll go ahead and move forward. Sorry, uh, 20 feet. You tromp on forward. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that in a normal combat situation, this many dudes taking that much damage, they might try and flee. But we're going to try and... We're going to try and kill one of you guys. <laughs> uh, so, we've I got... I have a question, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. If... um. So I have this polymorph spell. So if I polymorph into something, which is a concentration spell, and then I take damage, is that a is that a concentration roll every time I take damage then? Yeah, anytime you take damage. And we haven't been good about doing that in the past, but like anytime you're concentrating on a spell, and that includes Kolvik stuff too, uh, you're supposed to do those constitution saves. Okay. I just reread that rule the other day, hence the uh, <laughs> belated enforcement. All right, so the four hobgoblin captains are going to get up, first of all. And then the four of them are going to move and then dash. So if they can get to there. The war chief is also going to stand and is going to get to there. Uh, but he does that by... So he gets right up to Kolvik, but he's done that by um, dashing on his turn, so he does not have... Dash me, bruh. And then we get to those Eye of Groomsh dudes. Alright, so we've got four of these dudes that are the Eye of Groomsh. Let me just do another quick measurement. The Eye of the Groomsh. So each of them is able to cast... A spell called Spiritual Weapon. Uh-uh. They're going to cast it at the third level. Uh. 
Actually, no, I'm sorry. They're just going to cast it at the second level because you got to do it for every two slots. Gross. Dumb. Uh, 1d8 plus your spell casting modifier. Uh, all right, so the way that spiritual weapon works is that you can cast it, it can make an attack, and then you can move it and make another attack with a bonus action. So the first dude is close enough to be able to do that. The other three are far enough away where they have to use the bonus action to move to get within Kolvik's range. Uh, but the way that's going to play out is that means we've got a total of five spiritual weapon attacks. Ugh. All right, Colvick, here we go. Number one uh, is a 13. Or oh, sorry, that's okay. a 16, so it's going to be a miss. Miss. Uh, there's another miss. 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 And a hit. A what? critical, in fact. What? 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 What, lady? What, lady? Uh, that is going to be a grand total of 12 damage for you. Well, hits. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And then we get back on down to Melvin's turn. We're not even through the second round of combat yet. Wow. Wow. All right. Oh, so. Wow. 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 I know what, you're I know what sound you're going to use for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I will definitely never do combat with this many people again. Well, you didn't have to do it the first time, so that's good. I gotta do something to challenge you guys. I'll just send fewer, stronger monsters at you next time. Ugh. Maybe Melvin will have to take one for the team and deceive them back. Uh... Yeah, can, uh, if Melvin is a dragon, can he seduce another dragon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, take, ship it. Take that one for a team, or... So do I get, if I uh, polymorph into a dragon, do I get everything, all of its attacks, actions, all that stuff? I think you get all of the things, although it takes you the action this turn to polymorph. So, like, you don't, like, get a new turn right. after you've done it. Um, but I can polymorph and move, though, right? Yeah. What kind of uh, dragon are you going to become? I'm looking at a brass dragon. Alright. Why a brass dragon? Uh, well, it's one of the few dragons that are within my challenge rating currently, which is 13. Does that get you adult brass dragon? It does. What's it take to cast one of those? Not very much. Um, I need a caterpillar cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was just looking at, like, the, my spells, my higher spells. I need at least, like, a thousand gold pieces, which I don't have. So, like, some of the stuff I really can't cast. Because I doubt I have mercury, phosphorus, or powdered diamond. Or an opal. I mean, I've always played it so that you can just cast the spell if you have the material components. Mm -hmm. Or, sorry, if you have enough money to pay for the material components. I assume that you are competent enough to uh, have the shit you need to do your job. You would think so, but like, at what point in our quest would we have got any of this stuff with a thousand gold? Well, see, that's the thing is like, you can play the, you know, the super realistic campaign where like, you need to go on quests to get spell components to mm -hmm. then cast the spells and all the rest of that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so like, that sounds interesting if you want to make a five-year campaign out of it. Um, but I don't think anybody... Wants to listen to Wants that. Wants to listen to that, so... I'm on a okay. quest for cocoons. Lewis! We don't need that many cocoons. You don't have any cocoons, though. <laughs> I've heard of a magical land. Oh, oh Jesus. There's a bunch cocoons. of ladies with cocoons. Oh. Compelling podcasting, that is not... All right. I am going to cast Polymorph <laughs> in the form of Adult Brass Dragon. Ooh. Adult Brass Dragon. Uh, I'm yeah. open a bar called the Brass Dragon. Okay, sweet. All right. You are now an Adult Brass Dragon. Ooh. You said you would like to move? Yeah, I'm going to move. Uh, I'm going to get way up in front of these guys. Wait, let me just make sure. Because now I don't know how far I can move or any of that shit. Way up there. 40, the 40 feet. Or I can burrow 40 feet, too. 
Um, but I'm gonna fly. You may never go back. Over here. All right. So Melvin has scooted right up into the middle of combat. Oh man, this is so absurd. There's no way these guys wouldn't have run by this point. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Melvin just turned into a gigantic dragon after all of their, like everybody they've known for their whole lives probably has just fallen from the sky and gotten obliterated. Uh, but because Melvin's got a cool new ability and I want to let him at least use it one time, we'll play out one more round of combat before we, uh, before we see some goblin forfeiture. Alright, so we've got one bugbear towards the back here. I'm going to have this bugbear dash up here. Actually, he can dash all the way up to right in Melvin's business. Oh, and i got to make Melvin's little icon bigger, because he's now a large creature. <laughs> that idiot bugbear just ran at a dragon. I mean, I feel like at this point they're, uh, you know, I'm just playing frenzied psychos. Oh, by the way, that bugbear is going to try to attack Melvin the dragon. Because <laughs> uh, that would be the nearest dude there, right? Yeah, he would. Uh, so what's your HP now? Uh, like, a lot. 172. Yes. Uh, so, what's your AC, actually, that I did not look at? 18. 18. Well, that's darn nice, but this guy still hits you. It's 19. So, you're gonna take... Gonna be crazy. Be ready. Uh, you're gonna take nine damage. Are you counting HP? Because I'm not counting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just do it for fun here. That gets you down to, what did I say, nine? That gets you down to 163. Uh, this next bugbear is gonna javelin towards you. That's uh, gonna be 2d6. Wait, was that the, that was the end of that guy's turn? That was the end of the first dude that approached, yeah. You got a cool ability? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna eat him. So I have a, as a dragon, I have a legendary action that I can take. Uh, it's called Wing Attack. I can only take these at the end of another creature's turn. Mm -hmm. But uh, the dragon beats its wings, and each creature within 10 feet must succeed on a DC 19 dexterity saving throw or take 13. 2d6 plus 6. Uh, bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone. Wow. Let's just roll once for everybody. Uh, what save did you say? Uh, dexterity save. Dexterity. So I think their average is like a... Th uh, oh, it doesn't matter. They all fucking fail. Hey, you can be this dragon. You can do this. Uh, I can, for one hour. Uh, so those dudes are all dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. That guy gets down to, like, half of his fucking hit points. That was a fun one turn I took. All right, so you managed to fuck up these other two dudes pretty good. Uh, and then we get a javelin attack from bugbear number one. Uh, that is going to be a hit. Uh, that's going to be a, a total of seven damage for you. Um, you may have started to notice. Ow. Oh, oh. Uh, and then Roscoe, let's go ahead and just give uh, let's let's play this out through Melvin's next turn, and then uh, and then we'll call this because there's this is absurd already. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Boy>, dragons. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot my bow at the northernmost eye of whatever on the wall. Do it. All right. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen is actually a miss. Oh no! There he is. Doesn't happen to me very often. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed. All uh, right, rolling right along to Kolvik. Kolvik's just uh, enjoying himself at this point, laughing, kind of uh, playing along with the group, and uh, he's gonna cast banishment on the first person in front of him. All right, that is the war chief. Okay, go ahead and do that real quick. Mm. Mm -hmm. The war chief. Uh, this is a, what is it again? A, a wisdom or a charisma save? Or charisma saving. Charisma save. 
<laughs> I feel like you get swelled that one down like the music like you get a pitch change really well <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like yeah what was that Super Mario World at the end of it mm. tromboning yep sad trombone <laughs> Uh, so that is a failed charisma save right on the edge, though. Okay. Uh, 15 when he needed the... Or 16 he banished the target to a harmless demi-plane. While there, the target is incapacitated. Target remains there until the end of the spell, which at the point reappears. We're just going to delete him from the round of combat because right. there's nothing that can happen for him now. Uh-huh. All right. We've got this dude right here who's going to run over, and he is going to... Who is this guy? This guy is a hobgoblin captain. Uh, that is a critical. And then he's got... So I'm going to roll this twice. So that's five, 13. Uh, so 16 damage for you, Kolvik. No! Uh, that's on his first attack. They do have a multi-attack. God. Second one's going to be a miss. All right. So 16. That would have been real sad if you'd have gotten killed. Oh, that would have been great, actually, for this uh, retro fight. Uh, actually, I might still kill you here, Kolvik, um, because I've got all of the Eye of Grooms that all have spiritual weapons out there. Uh, so I'm going to make a total of 10 spiritual weapon attacks against you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so let's see here. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Three of them hit you. That's going to be a total of 11 damage. 11. So that's all of those dudes. And no then opportunities. I'm just looking at all my cool stuff here, but it looks like I'm just going to have to take that face on. How much? Uh, between everything that happened that round, it was 27, if I recall. All right. And then Melvin, grand finale time. Woohoo! Now, these I have Grimsh guys, are these guys on top of the wall here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so 30 feet up, and they're probably 60 feet from you. Okay. Well, I would like to fly <laughs> to the top of the wall. I would like to fly at the very south end of these guys. So basically, I want all my pretty maids right in a row here. Uh-huh. And uh, do a little breath weapon. Do a little breath weapon. We're going to breathe some fire on them. That fire breath, 60 foot straight line, 5 foot wide. Every creature will take a DC 18 dexterity saving throw or take 45 13 D6 fire damage. Go ahead and roll me that uh, damage. Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Roll twenty, unless you guys want to scrounge me up thirteen dice. No thanks. And that's uh, did it roll me a forty-five? Nice. Did you actually roll the, the suggested damage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's also really cool that you got like almost an equal amount of ones and sixes. So overall, a pretty darn decent roll. Uh, even if these guys made their save, you have torched all of them atop the wall. Uh, we're down to a scant few combatants. Melvin the dragon is still at 156 hit points. Yeah, let's just call it uh, Dungeons and Melvins from now on. <laughs> and there is thoroughly no point in continuing that combat scenario. So you guys are yet to be proven to be anything but invincible. Invincible. We're a very good invincible team. Please screaming. <laughs> so you guys apparently should have fought your way through this last combat encounter instead of talking your way through it, but... I'm just building up your confidence. I want you to know that we can do it all, so... <laughs> it really doesn't matter at this point, I guess. Uh, we're the total package, okay? So <laughs> We can talk to it. We can act to it. So you're saying I'm invincible. <laughs> oh, God, heavens, no. Even the slightest breeze. Invincible. <laughs>
that about wraps that up. So uh, we're back to regular imaginary reality here. So none of that fight at the wall actually happened, uh, especially the part where Melvin polymorphed into a thing that I shouldn't have let him get away with. But as Melvin himself pointed out, the greatest rule of D&D is you can always try. We now resume our regularly scheduled program. So the last time we played, you guys went to, you guys made it to the wall, fucking waltzed your way through it, um, and then we went back and replayed the wall scene, which is not official in-world. I became a dragon. <laughs> Did become a dragon. Cheater. I, it's not cheating if you let me do it. I'm helping. It was a dream sequence. <laughs> nice. But no more. It was good while it lasted. In order to do that, I need like a ninth, the ninth level true polymorph spell to do yeah. that, right? It is possible, just right. not with the spell you've got now. But, but you can be a T-Rex. So is T-Rex the strongest beast that there is? Yeah, I'm assuming you found some of those lists. Cause I, I was went looking to try to find... I would, basically, they said dinosaurs, and then I was like, well, I don't know how many dinosaurs are there? And then I was trying to figure out, out of all the dinosaurs, like which one was like, you know, kind of the strongest. The T-Rex, there's actually, there's a whole website, this dude has like this huge page devoted to like what are the best monsters you can be depending on the level and like Elephant was, is like one of the higher up ones and there's a couple other ones oh, that are like. Another one is a giant ape. Yeah. So like crazy strong and. And by the way, I can turn you guys into <laughs> dinosaurs or giant apes. That's cool. Anytime you want. In fact, they anytime say a good way to use that is if you guys get low on your hit points. Then I can po just polymorph you into a beast. And then... All of a sudden, you just have another big pool of hit points. Yeah. And then you don't have to run away. Do you have a full pool of hit points as the beast? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because it's polymorph, but it's like... there's. It's almost like there's like a shell that you hop into, like fucking Grand Theft Auto style. And, and then so that takes all I'm the damage I'm assuming when you. you're in there, you can't speak common or anything like that. You are... You understand it? But you wouldn't be... Well, I mean, like, just because... So, like, if if you turned him into a T-Rex, and then I put tongues on him, then I can understand what he's saying as a T-Rex. Yes. Running around. <laughs> <laughs> he said he didn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you. I wanted to like seven you systems. <laughs> you just watch yourself. <laughs> so, anywho, let's talk about... You want to talk about your love goblins? Love hmm. goblins? Yeah. You that know, sounds like a hair metal band. The love, love goblin? The love goblins. Goblin. Goblin. Gobble, gobble, love goblins. Skylar and the love goblins. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> we should make a cartoon about that. <laughs> That'd be like the worst uh, metalocalypse spinoff ever. That's the opening band for <laughs> for D and D. I know exactly where Skylar and the Love Goblins are going to be appeared. <laughs> Skylar and the Love Goblins! <laughs> Thank you, Andon. <laughs> anyway. So, you guys are in the marshland now, by the way. After half a day of traveling, you notice a slow but steady change in the landscape around you. The wall is far behind, and whether that's due to distance or the persistent mist that's crept up all around you, it is out of sight at this point. Oh, it's misty. I've, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> misty. Sorry, my head was, I can't hear the name Misty without Episode 73, How to Train Your Melvin, was released on March 3rd, 2019. We promise to be slightly better about the rules next week on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! <laughs>
He still got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see this as long as my arms are crossed. <laughs> I'm like a boner ninja. <laughs> <laughs>